This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right, guys, welcome. How's it going, Carl? Oh, man, it's going good. How are you doing, Taylor? I'm doing well. What's happening in your life? Well, first off, I'm so glad to be back doing another episode with you. You were out on the last uh, interview, so you feeling okay? Yeah, I was sick, but yeah, now I got better. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's how that's just, yeah, that's, white blood cells Yeah, work. that's life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I'm doing all right. So to check this out, I was uh, on a run yesterday. Two th- there's things I love about running music in New York City, and uh, that's they will always humble you, especially when you're feeling super cool. You know, they will just smack you in the face and, and humble you. So yesterday I was running in Central Park and it was super hot. So I had no shirt on. You know, I had taken my shirt off because I was sweating so much. And I'm running. And this, like a cool guy. Like a cool guy. And um, man, and this kid comes riding by. I'm gonna say kid, but he's like 19 probably riding by, riding a wheelie. And he turns around and looks at me, and he's like, motherfucker, you need to shave. Because <laughs> apparently I have a hairy back. And I just, I, it's one of those things where as he drove away, I'm like, I thought of a good response. Yeah, well, you haven't gone through puberty yet, you know. But I, I didn't think of that, like, in, in enough time. I was just hoping that maybe I would catch back up to him, which, which never happened, you know. But it's just, like, it's just that perfect New York thing where you're like, feeling cool yeah i'm in central park running well hopefully he'll hear the podcast and then and then he'll be owned and then he'll feel really (laughs) bad so and the fucked up thing is he he was pretty cool too he's like right doing a wheelie i can't do a wheelie no um have you ever done a wheelie on a bicycle i've never done a wheelie on a bicycle um me neither i mean i broke my arm just riding a a bicycle regular (laughs) a few months ago so i don't think i should be doing a wheelie i don't think i should be on i think i should be on a minimum of three wheels of any vehicle that (laughs) i I personally ride (laughs) uh that's something that i know about myself now have you ridden a bike since no, I haven't. No? No. Are you uh, timid? You think you ever will? Or are you just done with Listen, bikes? This is not a podcast about okay, <laughs> how afraid I am of bikes now, It Carl. is not. It is a is... music podcast. It's a song, uh, songwriting podcast, right. and we have a guest. We do have a guest. Our guest in the studio this time is Love Spread. Hey, what's up, guys? Hello, how are you guys doing? What's up? We have Ryota and Nerumi. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Oh, we're so excited. And we were just discussing before this that we, like, acoustic guitar players are a dime a dozen, and we got you They're guys like in here. like fucking rat. <laughs> and we got you guys in here playing video game controllers and sweet-ass uh, jazz masters and stuff. So we're really excited to hear, hear your songs. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you like to uh, start out with um, your first, first song? That's what we usually have people play first. All right, cool. <laughs> Let's do this. What's the name on this one? It's called the uh, Blood Dinos North Park. Just love me, but I'm taking you out. 
That was fantastic. That was a Ooh. banger. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys started in, uh, you were saying, 2014? Uh, so we decided to start this band back in 2014. And I think we played like one or two shows. I guess. In 2014? Is that in Brooklyn? It was in Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah. Is that where you guys met? In Brooklyn? Uh, it's kind of like a long and funny story where... We the first time we met was in uh, San Diego Airport. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually where the Beatles met oh, yeah? for the first time. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> How did you meet in the airport? What so what happened was uh, we have a common friend, and uh, he. Uh, he just suggested me to. Uh, I needed a light. Right. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I am a huge fan of Beck, uh -huh. so I totally wanted to see his concert mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, and so I just asked a friend. He was living in San Diego. He used to be. So he just said. Uh, yeah, Dora is my friend. He has a car, so <laughs> you should ask him. <laughs> so many bands start just because somebody has a car. That's yeah. yeah. And then you just hit it off? Right. So yeah. my uh, best friend, like, he just hit me up on Facebook, like, oh, my friend's uh, uh, she wants to go to a bed concert up in LA, so can you just give her a ride? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, why not? So. That's how. <laughs> did, did you go to the Beck concert? Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't actually a Beck concert. It was, was kind of like a actually the Gainesville 
tribute. Sergio, Sergio Gainsbourg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. I love Sergio. Yeah, it was like a tribute concert, <laughs> so he only sung one song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no fun, though. Well, it was fun, though. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, this song that you guys just played, uh, can you date that? Uh, do you know? I think uh, we... Uh, like I initially had a couple demos, and it, this is uh, one of them. We I think we had three songs. So this is from 2014. Okay, so this is the first batch when you first yes. get in your. Yes. Mm-hmm. And sonically, this is it's you knew what you wanted to go for, or are you just experimenting and this is kind of so, come, uh, what comes up. I had another band back in San Diego, which was more a uh, straight. Uh, it was, it was a really weird band too. It was like <laughs> J-pop slash Afro-Cuban jazz slash prog. <laughs> and uh, we, yeah, like uh, we disbanded. And after that, uh, when we uh, decided to start this band, or not even that, like uh, right after I quit my old band, mm-hmm. I decided I want to do something like completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, completely different. And. That's why, like, you know, I ditched all my, like, you know, huge Marshall sets uh-huh. and, like, you know, everything. And Were you always playing this guitar? This, uh, this one, yeah. Uh, I have, like, three jazz masters. This is, like, one of them. <laughs> yeah. this is, like, it took me, like, over, like, ten years to, like, find, like, a perfect combination of, like, guitar and I am. Uh-huh. It was a Fender Twin and my jazz master, oh, which nice. I decided to sold when I moved to New York because it's there's no fucking one I could carry around with bands. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how um, the city sometimes shapes the sound of bands simply because of the logistics of getting amps and other equipment around, you know? Um, so that's one of the reasons we don't have a live drummer. Like, we always want a live drummer, but, you know, it's just, just like, we don't want a band. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, they're always late. Right. <laughs> right. And also, yeah, and, and they're also in three other bands because they're <laughs> yeah. highly sought after, right, right. you know. So it's uh, you know, but so, it, it seems like you guys are doing great without uh, without one. I mean, I guess yeah. Like we get so many, uh, we get asked a lot. Like you know, like one is a live drummer. They're like, oh, can I join your band as a drummer? And we're all like, oh, if you could have a car, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything. But yeah, and the other offer we get a lot is like manager. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Manage you. Um, should we get a manager? I don't know. <laughs> so, so you have no manager now? No. Nah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nobody's no ever manager. said that. We're to looking me. for someone like who could clean mm. our house. <laughs> <laughs> so if, that, if that's like a part of other manager, other than that, I don't know. Yeah. Like, we're like really, we're not anti-social, but like we're kind of like. Yeah, whenever we're dealing with music, we keep it to ourselves. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's kind of weird to have like another person like always oh, like you know with you, and they're like blah blah. Totally. Blah. Yeah. So this is all San Diego, and then and then you come to Brooklyn. Yes. So what happened was after I quit my old band, you know, I was uh, telling you how I wanted to do uh, something completely different. Mm-hmm. So I started fucking around around with Ableton. You know, like I moved from uh, Cubase from Ableton. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, this is fantastic. So I had a couple demos, and I've always wanted to uh, visit New York when I was in my old band, but it was really impossible because it was four of us, and we all had jobs, and we were going to school and everything. Right, and big amps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and everything, so I decided to just visit New York and see what the uh, music scenes like. Mm-hmm. And I randomly uh, remember it's uh, it's been like you know like a almost like a year and a half uh, after we went to the Beck concert, and I like we didn't like we didn't really like keep in like touch or mm-hmm. anything, 
but I randomly remember, oh, Narmi lives in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I hear her up, and she kind of, like, show me around the uh, good old, like, Bushwick music scene. Uh-huh. And Were you playing music at the time? No, I was just a student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, for some reason, uh, she, uh, we remember that she used to be a drummer. Mm-hmm. For a band, and she also plays uh, trombones and everything. Oh. And so we're like, oh, we should just jam, because we kind of like ran out of like stuff to do. So we're like, oh, let's just like go into the studio and jam. So first night, I uh, we just went into the studio. I borrowed a guitar. She was on the drums, and we we're doing like complete like White Stripes knockoff shit. <laughs> and it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And we're like, oh, like we're having fun. We're playing music. And the next time we hung out, we're like, oh, like that jam session was really fun. So we should go into the studio again. And that time I actually uh, decided to bring my laptop. And at first we were, you know, again, doing that white, star, uh, white stripes uh, bullshit. Uh, towards the uh, end of the uh, jam session, uh, I was like, oh, like, can I just uh, show you the music I was working on mm-hmm. after I quit my old band? And she was like, oh, cool, why not? And I started playing like, a couple of songs, uh, including the uh, song we just played, uh, North Park. And she really... Uh, like liked it mm-hmm. and i asked her like you know like do you think like this shit's gonna work out in new york because people in uh san diego my hometown you know like it's the most famous band down from there is fucking blink one yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why uh my old band kind of had like a problem with like getting gigs uh-huh. and everything like we never got like i think we only got like one airplay uh-huh. <laughs> within yeah. like our five-year career <laughs> And then it's like New York, people love out there stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and she was like, yeah, this, is, this, this might like work in New York. And I was like, oh, do you just want to join the band? Because, you know, I have really bad like ADD, so I can't do, you know, like those cool DJ stuff by myself. Uh-huh. I've actually done it a couple of times, but like I got so like, so bored yeah <laughs> i actually walked up to the stage like you now i just had my laptop open <laughs> so yeah so that's how the band started awesome and i just you know uh, flew back to san diego uh worked for like two months and i actually yeah flaked out on my old job i just because uh, my little brother was my boss so <laughs> i just told him yeah i'm gonna quit just tell all the uh Else? What kind of job was that? Uh, it was really weird. I used to work for like a Japanese uh, pawn shop. Okay. So there's like a concept in Japan. It's called a recycle shop, right? Mm-hmm. So it's technically a pawn shop, but they don't operate as a pawn shop. But every like a lot of people, like most of the people who comes to that place, they thought it's a pawn shop, mm-hmm. right? So it was a total disaster. <laughs> like we were constantly fighting with customers, uh-huh. like. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> got out really of bad. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you guys made it up to New York. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what are you working on now? You play your your last song? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. This is the uh, brand new song. We're releasing in hopefully October. Cool. So this is a little sneak peek. Yeah. Is this awesome. Part of an EP or something, uh, or just so we decided to ditch the uh, EP because mm-hmm. <laughs> it just takes too much, like too much time to like record right, and like right. try to like PR, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. So we just decided to like do like a series of like single for like next nice. probably like half a year or so. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So this call. This is called Love Like Drugs. First time playing, so we might fuck up. (laughs) Let's do it. 
Wow. <laughs> World premiere of uh, Love Like Drugs. You heard it here first. Uh, so uh, that was awesome. Uh, uh, first thing I want to ask you guys about is uh, just what are your what are your influences? Because uh, obviously this music is uh, sort of outside the bounds yeah. of, you know. It comes from everywhere. Starting mm. from Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Slayer yeah, up yeah, to... Right. Uh, you know, Carlos Jobim, the bossa nova composer. This mm-hmm. is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other favorite consover- uh, blah, blah, blah. musician is uh, Ray Barreto. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, fan of the Fanyo All-Stars. 
What else? What else? Oh, oh, the reason uh, I started making electronic music was a uh, uh, prefuse seventy three. Mm. Okay. The guy, he's my favorite. Cause uh, up till uh, I listened to him, I was just like a straight up metal. Metal. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is really cool. Mm. What about you, Norm? Me, uh, definitely the back. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of juxtaposition style. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from. Yeah, cause there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different elements just being kind of mixed together with you guys' music. So I definitely see the back. I think mm -hmm. we're recording this on a Tascam four track. I think that's what Odile was. Uh, first recorded on. I think it was just a four, little four track. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Trivia yeah. that I don't even know if it's true. Tri <laughs> 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 she's happy. Yeah. <laughs> and what else? Uh, yeah, we are also, uh, I think we're heavily influenced by, since we're Japanese, we're mm. heavily influenced by J-pop music. Mm -hmm. Right. Because J-pop is really, really weird. Weird. And awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something I'm not really familiar with. So um, They're really good at just taking everything from mm. like all around the world mm -hmm. and just transform it to like something like completely new mm -hmm. and they claim like you know it's j-pop so you see uh you hear a lot of like world music influence in there uh -huh. like mm -hmm. you know top 40s influence of course like it's everywhere yeah, yeah. so does we, it have this element generally of your sort of like uh like you could hear the slayer in your playing a little bit does it all have that like kind of gritty um, I don't even know what the, the like distortion elements to uh, it. Yeah, they they have like really heavier bands. Like they're really they have an awesome noise scene in mm -hmm. Japan. They have a really good like you know a metal scene, mm -hmm. electronic scene. They pretty much have like every single scene, really niche scene, right, right. and they operate really professionally too. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. And you guys toured there? Uh, yeah, we've uh, we've toured in Japan twice. Twice, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, like a, us playing a, you know, a couple of New York shows and then playing L.A. Right. Yeah. Like that. Gotcha. But in like a really smaller. Oh, that's cool. Uh, how did it go over? Were, were you guys uh, the cool guys because you're Americans? It was kind of <laughs> weird. So uh, the first time we played in Japan was uh, we actually play on. I'm not sure if you guys know, but we play on this uh, festival called a festival called Fuji Rock. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a, it's a equivalent uh, of Coachella. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that kind of, yeah, because of that, like a lot of people think like we're like a really established uh -huh. professional band. Well, you're yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you know, when you open the Boss Pretty Show, it's just like a one of the like one of the like DIY bands, right? right yeah. In Brooklyn. Uh -huh. So yeah, it's. So that gave you this air of they, legitimacy. Yeah, but. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And at first, all, uh, we were really worried because uh, to play in Japan because over here, like you know, like we just use this like overuse this term like J-pop, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> just because like you know, it's like an excuse for us to, like do the weirdest shit ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could just be like, you know, we could be just like making like fucking harsh noise for like half an hour, <laughs> and everyone in the audience is pissed off. But at the end of the day, like we just tell them, like, oh, it's, it's actually J-pop. <laughs> <laughs> then people will, like don't want to like, you know, like talk shit. About <laughs> oh, we can't talk shit about cultures we don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, my question is, watching you perform, uh, is there what's the element of improvisation when you're messing with your uh, guitar? pedals and all that and is it all composed do you know what you're going for or uh, so is some of it just thought of most of my a lot of my guitar parts is improv improvised like you know like i know the key right. and chord progression so on top of that i improvise 
And she also had like a lot of uh, versatility on her uh, controller too, where she actually could switch around the patches. Is, so is that she, through the iPad that you're switching that, or do you? How do you switch oh, it on so the controller? She has a little oh, button on the side. Gotcha. And yeah, so she has that, and uh, the entire mapping is going to change on the controller. Mm -hmm. So if she wants to play the synth part, she could. If she want to just make like weird noise, she could do that. And also, she has an iPad too. Sometimes she just ditches everything and <laughs> <laughs> she just starts dancing. Yeah. And well, you've got the uh, um, the main track coming through the laptop. That's kind of yes. the the yes. core of it. Um, yeah. And uh, so, how does how does the composition of the tracks initially work? Uh, you guys sit down together. Do you send each other demos? So, I uh, we have a process where I. Usually, just like you know, like uh, come up with a demo, and I'll like, I'll be like, oh, I have this kind of idea, and I usually bring it to Narumi, and she's the one who tells me it's okay or not, <laughs> because I I tend to like go to extreme, uh -huh. and that's always been my problem. Where oh, if I want to do aggressive shit, like I'm gonna be aggressive until the point that. You know, it's just the entire song is just like composed with like fucking breakbeat, mm -hmm. blast beat, yeah. breakdowns, everything like break, 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 and just huge guitar sound and like fucking dark metal, like screaming, <laughs> growling, yeah. and everything. So she's the one, like, she's kind of like uh, acting as like a filter, mm -hmm. like from our demos to the outer world, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's usually how it works. That's cool. Uh, yeah, because you guys, uh, I mean, there there is like a very aggressive element to it, but it's also this kind of like a manic, sort of like very bright, very like energetic uh, kind of coloring to your music as well, which I think is really cool how it kind of merges those, like that uh, uh, kind of the super dark and then like the very like technicolor kind of bright thing. This is the song everyone tells us this is our best song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the people's choice. Yeah. I yeah. personally think every single song is the best. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. No one's ever yeah. said that before. So. <laughs> yeah, just have confidence. <laughs>
Yeah, that was clearly the best. <laughs> no, I love it because uh, you were saying right before it, uh, confident and uh, depressed together. And then you're talking in there about looking at your screen, comparing your life to your friends. It's like, isn't that what uh, social media gives you? It's like confidence because you're like, at least I'm not that. And then you're like, oh, God, what am I doing with my life? At the same thing, uh, at the same time. A uh, question about lyric writing. Is that something you do together? Um, or and is it do you do it before you have the uh, instrumental part of the song or how does that work uh i usually write the lyrics uh with the song uh most of the songs are f uh with me having an acoustic guitar or a classical guitar and just like oh, jamming wow. and trying to come up with like good melodies because i kind of feel like uh every time i try to compose a music song for my laptop it uh the melody lines uh, sounds you know really like midi rollish, you know, and it seems like a lot of a uh, lot of artists, you know, uh, they have that problem, like uh, you know, like newer artists where they try to compose everything and using like uh, midi uh, key roll, or they like you know blandly just fuck around with like midi key roll. Oh, this sounds like a vocal melody. Right, right. So I usually try to uh, either of uh, try to. Uh, come up with something while I'm like jamming on my acoustic guitar or I actually sit down and like write out the chord progressions uh, and music sheet and try to like you know like find like a good melody in between the so chords and blah, blah, blah. well on just your classical guitar uh -huh. and then, you, then you know when it's translated into this to your band then it's right, like right. it's strong mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I personally think you know like any uh, music uh, that I write should sound good when anyone else like you know like try to cover in piano or like a guitar because a lot of like times you know uh you try to cover a song you know like you could just go to like whatever like ultimate guitar or whatever and you try to get tabs chords and whatever mm -hmm. and you try to like play those like top 40 songs and you notice like it's not really good like the goodness comes from the production. Yeah. So I started noticing that a lot. Like I try to do a lot of that, like, you know, try to cover songs and shit mm -hmm. so I could learn. And yeah, I think it's really important that your songs can still sound good when someone tries to like cover it, like, you know, cover like it as an acoustic version. Uh -huh. So. And yeah. when you guys are playing shows, um, especially like I and I don't know how it works in Japan but in New York you're generally on a bill with a bunch of other bands what kind of other bands it seems like you could kind of fit with anyone really I mean yeah that's I think that's a plus for us and also that's a that's like a bad thing too mm -hmm. because we really don't be, like we really don't belong anywhere uh -huh. and every once in a while like we feel really like kind of sad about that like, <laughs> yeah but we do have like you know a lot of like close musician friend that we both like admire like each other's work and stuff mm -hmm. and yeah so we play with a lot of it's like digital yeah. hardcore mm. bands or just straight up punk bands yeah, right. and we do play like quite few uh quite a lot of shows with hip-hop artists mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think like we share like a lot of stuff where like we have like rap songs too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was a that was a killer tune. I also the vocals in that one seem to be kind of more upfront maybe than the previous song, and mm -hmm. I'm thinking that might be part of the reason why people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I kind of like we were talking about this how most of our uh, live set 
we're just spazzing out. <laughs> we're doing like stage dives. We're like breaking our guitars and everything. Yeah. And towards the end of the set, we play this song. Uh -huh. And it's really funny how whenever people post videos on like Insta or like Instagram or like Facebook, mm -hmm. They post video of this, oh, uh, that song we just played. <laughs> so there are a lot of like people who thinks like, like uh, at least like their friends thinks like we're kind of like that bad. Uh -huh. And we had like a couple of times like people actually came out to see us, uh -huh. and we're like a completely <laughs> different band. Right, so. you're jumping literally on top of them. <laughs> right, right. And we're like bleeding and everything. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a good song to hmm. just chill. Yeah. yeah, you know, like uh, this one uh, kid who came to our show in Philly told us that I finally could just you know like rest, <laughs> and, like have time to like take photos of you guys. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, it's like a and you're like you hear that and you're like, no, I just want to beat him over the head every single song. <laughs> Don't rest till the set is over. <laughs> but no, it was, a, it was a killer tune, and it's really fun to watch you guys perform. I would love. I've got to come out and see you live because you know. This is it's really cool, this whole setup. And but now we're gonna move on to the worst song. What you think is the worst song, and or maybe what the people think is the worst song. This is a weird song where we think it's the worst. Everyone thinks it's the best. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, we were talking about this in the Uber. The thing is, uh, we were uh, working on an EP, and we noticed that oh we need a little bit more like harder songs mm -hmm. so we're like oh let's just make one in like 15 minutes and we made yeah. this and this became the most like popular song in like <laughs> among so i think like you know like, it usually works like that yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right so i guess like it had like more like raw feeling to it mm -hmm. compared to, like mm -hmm. other like really constructed what's the name for this one uh it's called myrtle wyckoff okay
right. So a uh, real, real pick me up of a song there. Uh, yeah, the whole, I want to die. Real, uh, <laughs> that's one of the reasons too. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the last song you said I don't want to die alone. Was is that right? Yeah. So it's kind of weird how some people, like some really sensitive people, mm-hmm. like especially like, when you like get booked to like festivals or like bigger venues and shit, like they're like, oh, please no like suicidal gestures, mm-hmm. or you know, like they tend to like. You know, a lot of people are just looking for like new stuff to get angry at. Yeah, and yeah, that's one of the thing. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, are you guys like they're like are you guys uh, idolizing suicide? I'm like, no, I'm actually depressed. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, there's a there's a huge difference between I want to kill myself and I wish I was dead. You know, right? right. It's like uh, I want to kill myself, get help. I wish I was dead. Everyone feels that from time to time. Right. Just like I wish I would, had never been born. And it's know? like we're all gonna die too. You yeah, know? <laughs> you know, it's like we have to live in this weird denial, but it's it's gonna yeah. happen. So yeah, so it's really weird too. Like uh, we uh, ha- we actually have an like story within like every uh, our uh, lyrics are like you know uh, connected to each other. Okay. So when when uh, people actually uh, takes time to like uh, read through our first EP's lyrics mm-hmm. and second EP's lyrics, they're uh, actually connected. Mm-hmm. They're like in like after a story of the first one. And, is this you know, autobiographical, like the story or, or something? It's kind of like a half fiction, half nonfiction. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to be too realistic about you know, depression and everything. So yeah. it's kind of like half and half. But mm-hmm. yeah, so it's kind of weird how people just like, you know, hear one part of like one song and they're like, oh, you guys are bad. Right. You know, I'm going to contact, like, contact BuzzFeed and everything. <laughs> yeah. and, well, the truth is that this is a release. Like, music is always a release. Right, and it's, right, right. And it's, that's the whole point of it. They, like, you listen to, like, Robert Johnson or, or whatever, whatever, old blues or whatever, yeah. old Appalachian songs. People are always dying or murdering their lover or something. It's like, you're not endorsing that behavior. You're singing about it because uh, yeah. you want to... Yeah, like Explore just motion. get that shit out. Yeah, there, spend, you know? spend so ten you minutes could, on the mm. Myrtle Wyckoff, you know, stop <laughs> yeah. and tell me you want to live. You're right, <laughs> 95, <laughs> 105 degrees in the summertime. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And there's that like uh, that live chicken uh, place, right? Yeah, like right around the corner that smells <laughs> terrible. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially during the summer. Yeah. yeah, when I I first moved to Bushwick uh, in twenty two thousand nine, and we were sitting in a bar, and there was one of those places right across from the bar, and literally a chicken walked into the bar, and it was like the funniest thing. It's like the premise of so many jokes. Like this chicken just walks into the bar, like in the middle <laughs> of the day, and then the bartender like went over and like is like holding this chicken. It was. I laughed for a long time uh, on that one. Cool. Well, you guys got any uh, upcoming shows that you want to promote? Anything else that you want to talk about? We're playing uh, Rochester, Rochester. Uh, for a Florida magazine, magazine release party. Mm. And the day after that, Sarah Lawrence Sarah, College. Sarah Lawrence College. Oh. Yeah, we're playing a college. Oh, nice. nice. Oh. Yeah. You're going to be on the quad? <laughs> <laughs> so excited! Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, no, that's really yeah. cool. That's really, and then this. Uh, you're gonna put out a single in October. Yes, uh, hopefully towards the mid of like October. Yeah, right. And yeah. And what does that look like? Where do you put that? Uh, what venue? Like mm-hmm. SoundCloud, Bandcamp, or is it? Oh, uh, we Spotify? usually uh, put everything on uh, Bandcamp, and you know we're not really a SoundCloudish mm-hmm. artist. Maybe we could, mm. but yeah. 
Bandcamp, and we decided to just like you know like from now on for a while mm-hmm. we try to like make all of our music free. Yeah, because yeah. I feel really shitty of charging right. people for <laughs> streaming. Yeah. Instead, like you know, we started making more like cooler merch, mm-hmm. something like more tangible. Like, and even if we release like music, mm-hmm. we try our best to, like make the uh, album cover or like you know the little cassette cases. Mm-hmm. And sit by yourself like look cool as possible, so like people actually could feel good about like owning that. Right, so, right. you know, you don't want like just like a regular shirt with like a bad name on it, yeah. just like <laughs> right, you know, like CD cover with like all four dudes, like yeah. just <laughs> thing, right. local indie shoegaze band right. just standing yeah. there looking cool, like who wants to own that <laughs> shit? You know? so, yeah, some, some best, real like, art. Get cool, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool, and like that's the thing about music too. A lot of times after shows, people are like, "Can I buy you drinks?" And it's like, "Don't buy the band drinks." I mean, you can too. <laughs> buy their merch. Yeah. Like that's oh, right, the, right, a lot right. of times the only way they're getting paid, especially when you're playing small clubs uh-huh. and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's just like buy the merch. Just fucking buy. Even if you don't want, have a CD player, buy a CD. Or yeah, it saves a lot because yeah. we tend to play a lot of like um, charity shows, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. too, like fundraisers, just like help out people and just support our friends and everything. Uh-huh. So those yeah. shows, like, you know, we usually get, we, if we didn't sell merch, like, we lose money. Right, Because, right. like, you were a really lazy fuck, so we just take Uber everywhere. <laughs> 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 we at least need, like, 40 or, like, 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah, just to so get to the big and back. Right, right, right. Well, I'm, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for coming in. And yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Spectacular time. Would you guys like to play one more wild card? Cool. I'm down. Let's do it. This one's called R-I-P-D-I-Y.
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.